0: Did you know that Celsius not only contains essential energy, but it accelerates metabolism and burns body fat, all with zero calories? <laughs> I figure we just keep doing this until we get sponsored. This podcast yeah. is sponsored by Celsius. That's uh, Aubrey. I
1: had a cup of coffee and then grabbed one of these out of the
0: fridge, and she was like, you're having a Celsius already? I was like, it's part of the
1: branding, okay? I have yep. to.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin and Dylan, and today... We're here for a 2023 predictions episode, which if we're doing a predictions episode can only mean one thing. Like we're close, that close to the season. The countdown is 13 days until lights out in Bahrain, which is less than two weeks. Unbelievable. But what's even better than that is we're only, what'd you say, three days away from testing?
1: Three days from testing.
0: So we're finally going to get to see all the cars on track together, all of the black with splashes of colors we're going to see what they all look like together but i'm excited i think that i wonder i wonder what the surprises are going to be you know like last year when mercedes showed up with a completely different car like i wonder what surprises we're going to see this year at testing we we already know that lewis is going to come out and say that their car is too slow yeah regardless of if it is or not yep I love it. It's like the standard, like every year is like, oh, the car is too slow, and then they come out race one, except for last year, and they're like 30 seconds ahead of everybody. Yeah.
1: Last year, they were like, oh, Lewis was actually being honest. I think Lewis probably actually believes it, though. He's like, the car should be faster. Maybe, yeah. I think he's up there saying it's too slow because he actually believes it's too slow. (laughs) And then, you know, they they actually get on track and beat everyone. He's like, oh, okay, turns out it wasn't too (laughs) slow. It's doing all right. Maybe we are fast. (laughs)
0: it's almost though like the the boy who cried wolf, yeah. Until so last year, they're like, okay, Lewis, okay, yeah. George is going to be over well, there going,
1: Red Bull's breaking the regulations. Yeah, right. They're like uh, uh, George, we just asked you about their car. I know, I know. <laughs> they're breaking the regs though. Y'all should go check.
0: It's it's ten millimeters too high or too yeah. low. Okay, George. All, All right. right, so I I say we just hop right into this. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'd like to see how our rankings or not our rankings, but how our predictions stack up at the end of the year, I want to do another one. Yeah. I think that I'm probably going to be right on everything. That's how I feel about this one. We're
1: we're going to have like a couple, we're going to have to do a big uh, formula America in review. Like we'll have the whole year in review, but then we're going to have to go back and be like, you know, we did a teams to be the most, have the most drama. We're going to have all of our predictions. Like we're going to have to do an episode just on like ranking how well we scored.
0: That would be fun. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, right? I'd <laughs> be like, oh, we're absolutely terrible. We don't even know what we're talking about, turns <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, so the categories that we're going to go over today, I, I'd say we're going to look at the our Rookie of the Year, our most popular podium, Um, where if you remember a few years ago, it was Ham, Bot, Ver. So Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen on almost every podium. Um So we would do that one. Uh, we're going to do our top and bottom three for the drivers and the constructors championship. Uh, whose seat is at risk, which that one's going to be interesting. I think we'll probably have everyone had there. But
1: just popped into their head. And so we all think the same thing.
0: Yep. And then uh, what kind of surprises or non-standard victory or podium, who do we think is going to sneak in there and find himself in one of the top three spots at the end of a race? who normally won't be there. So that'll be interesting too. So this year, let's start with the rookies of the year. So we've got coming in this year, what is it? Five, we'll call them new guys. Like you said, yeah, before, three not rookies. rookies, right? So we've got Piastri. Um, we've got Logan Sargent. We've got DeVries. Nick DeVries who, mm, the formula one rookie. Um, then we've got, I still say that we put Hulkenberg in this category, even though he's not a rookie. He's, New, he's back to the team. Okay, and who else? That's it. It's just the four. That's it. Just the four. Hmm. I was wrong. Already starting off on the wrong foot. This should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, rookie of the year, Dylan. Who do you see? Even including Holkenberg and DeVries, at the end of the year, who's going to be your standout rookie or new guy?
1: So, I think that this is Piastri's to lose. Um. I really went back and forth on this one. I think Nick DeVries probably in a pure talent, uh, in a vacuum, I think Nick DeVries should win this one, but he's in an AlphaTauri that's been notoriously <laughs> a, a horrendous car the past year. Um, he's got Yuki Tsunoda, which uh, AlphaTauri is already talking about DeVries being the senior driver. <laughs> like... I, I the strategy, the teamwork, the the car like I, I think that DeVries is fighting a super uphill battle while Piastri's in a McLaren with Lando Norris, like I think it is Piastri's to lose. My prediction is it will be Piastri.
0: Dude, I completely agree with you on that one and I I the only question I have is what kind of car is Zach Brown and the gang going to show up with? Yep. Cuz to me like If they continue – well, we thought that last year they they were going to do well because they were doing pretty well the year before, but then they took a step back. 2021,
1: they were on the – up. I mean, they were top, you know, best of the rest. Like, McLaren was on the comeback.
0: Last year was a disappointment for McLaren, I think. And hopefully they got it figured out. And if they did, I see those two as being, like, my most exciting driver pairing. I mean, look at Piastri. Look at what he's done. He, He won the Formula 3 and the Formula 2 championship in his rookie season. Yep. I don't think he's going to continue that streak, but <laughs> I think that you know he's got a solid chance of of doing really well in that car. So I, I feel the same way. I think Devries, like you said, he's in that AlphaTauri, which was a complete dog last year. Yeah. and well, I'm interested to see what they come back with this year. You know, are they going to share some notes with Red Bull, or is that car still going to suck like it did last year? I don't know. I don't,
1: even if even if the car comes but, out in better form, I think they're going to be. I mean, Yuki Tsunoda and a rookie. I mean, and DeVries is borderline not even a rookie. Formula E World Champion, Formula Two World Champion. I mean, the guys got and the guys got some racing. Um, but I, I just don't see the the principle, the strategy, the the driver pairing. I think he's got a real uphill battle,
0: for sure. Uh, had to get a little energy boost from my Celsius. Mm. <laughs> oh Just waiting for that sponsorship check to come in. <laughs>
1: they mean email? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Be, more than likely, it'll be a cease and desist. Like, please, are <laughs> devaluing our brand. <laughs> they're like, please switch over to Monster. <laughs> All right, so to the next one, I think that the most popular podium, this is one that I, I gave a lot of thought to, and, and I could go back and forth. My first two, the number P1 and P2, for me are solid. They're not going to change. Yeah. But that P3. P3 for me is like very iffy, you know, and it's one of those things where after the first few races, you could probably see how it's going to shake out, you know like yeah. the, um, beforehand we were speaking about, I think it was 2021, 2020, 2021, when it was Hambott Ver. So it was like every race almost was hand It was like you get tired of seeing these guys on the podium. I think they've actually. Didn't they get the record? Like the most podiums together? Yeah. I think they set the record. Well, that got boring. So let's see what happens this year. Um, So I'll start on this one. I think my most popular podium, without a doubt, Hamilton number one. I'm sorry. Whoa. Already. I'm getting ahead of myself. Verstappen number one. Sorry. Hamilton number two and then my number three i went back and forth on this one between russell and leclerc
1: yep same here. it's
0: all gonna come down to that ferrari i think and if they get their head out of their ass strategy wise but i think i'm gonna go ahead and put russell on there ahead of leclerc i think that that's going to be the most popular podium of 2023 i'm close
1: so yeah max and lewis were one and two on mine obviously I had the exact same Russell or LeClaire. Honestly, though, I went with LeClaire um for a couple of reasons. One, Fred Vasseur seems to be a no shit team principal. Um uh, like I- I'm very impressed with all of the talks that he's had, the the relationship he had with Leclerc in the past, um, what he's been saying and the way that car on the on the uh release or what was it called?
0: The launch launch
1: thank you the way the launch looked and i I watched a couple of videos like diving deep into the tech side of it and what the ferrari did to change a couple of things like i think that that i think with the experience and whatnot it's Leclerc should be on that podium more than george the flip side of it is watching um just watching old videos of f1 and whatnot like You know, last year everyone's like, "Oh, George Russell beat Lewis in the driver championship." But Lewis, by by and large, had a different car than Russell, and he was testing out a ton of new stuff. I don't think that's a fair, real pairing to say that. You know, oh George beat Lewis. It's like, no, George Lewis was testing a lot of stuff out. If if that Mercedes comes to the table like in a better form, Lewis isn't going to be happy sitting behind his teammate. I mean, we saw that with Nico or not Nico Hulkenberg. who is his old? Like, Bata? No, 1450. Oh, Nico Rosberg. 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 Um I I don't think they're going to come to blows like Lewis and Rosberg did, but I don't see Lewis sitting behind George um very much. And so uh, I don't know. I think that I'm going with Lewis and Leclerc.
0: I, on that, I don't think George is the type to go to blows. I think when they get out of the race, he will walk up to him like a gentleman, remove yes. his glove, slap him in the face, <laughs> and challenge him to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> you have <laughs> dishonored me, Lewis. Yes, <laughs> Sir Lewis. Sir Lewis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I don't... I don't Russell's going to be up there for sure, especially if that Mercedes comes, yeah. uh, comes out of the gate fast, but I think it should probably be Leclerc up there.
0: I don't, I, just, I don't have much faith in Ferrari as a whole right now. They've just been so bad with both their strategy and also like they had a few reliability issues last year. And also Charles Leclerc, if you look at his driving, like he wasn't the most consistent. And I keep going back to that one time, in, I believe it was Paul Ricard last year, when he was leading the race and just completely biffed it and just yep. put it right into the wall. You know, and it's just like little things like that. And you hope that he learned from it, but I don't know. I think that George, we've already seen he's Mr. Consistent. As long as he has a decent car, I think that he's going to be, he's going to be up there. But again, we'll see, you know, Ferrari changed out. They got a lot of people, you know, well, they got Fred and probably a few other people that changed yeah. out. So hopefully, you know, the strategy will be good and not complete, you know, dog shit this year, but we'll see.
1: I totally agree. But at the same time, like that on race day and that's when it matters, but Leclerc's ability to put uh, fastest quality times down is insanity. I mean, put the car True. out on the absolute ragged edge and hook it up all the way around the map, all the way around the track to to put the fastest time in. Like if that Ferrari is every bit as fast as it was last year and he can just up his consistency a little bit, he should be beating George. Like yep. that, that car was lightning fast. You know, they got hosed in reliability and strategy. Um, yep. I agree. I don't think that Leclerc is going to be a championship. He doesn't have that that inner pit bull to, you know, push it to win like Max and Lewis do. But neither does George Russell, in my opinion. So, like, if we're coming down to who's able to just put the laps together, I think Leclerc's got experience and probably a faster car at this point. So that's why I, I think that's all my reasoning.
0: I think that could potentially be one of the most exciting, long-lasting battles of the year is Leclerc and Russell. That's going to, because I'm sure they're going to find themselves together all the time. You know, we'll get into it later, but I'm pretty sure Max and Lewis are going to be racing pretty closely, you know, not, you know, one 30 seconds ahead of the other like we've seen yeah. in the past. But I think we're going to have pretty exciting battles, both for one and two and also three and four. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. So, onto that, let's move on to the drivers and the constructors, top and bottom three. So, with the drivers' championship at the end of the season, Let's start with the bottom three. Who do you see as your bottom three in the Drivers' Championship?
1: All right. Bottom three will be
0: Albon, Sargent, and Yuki. Mm. In that order? Like reverse order? Reverse order,
1: yes, in that order.
0: So you put Albon coming in dead last next Dead year. last. Logan Sargent beating his teammate. Yep. And then... Yuki, Yuki Sonoda just kamikazing his way all the way down to seventeenth or eighteenth. <laughs> yep, seventeenth. No, okay, close. So I've got. Uh, it pains me, but I'm putting Logan at the bottom. Put Logan. I hope at that the he. Bottom. I hope he does better. He doesn't have the most stellar record, and he's coming into the absolute slowest car. Yeah, on the absolute slowest like team, everything like th- He's. The deck is stacked against the kid. Yeah, it is. Um, I've got his teammate, Albon, beating him out. And then for the next spot, I'm having trouble on this one. I don't you know. Re-
1: you already wrote it down. Say what you wrote down.
0: I I, I go back and forth between <laughs> between Yuki and Kevin Magnussen for some reason. I, I want K-Mag. I, I, I have a soft spot for K-Mag, for the Viking. I want him to do good. I just don't know, but I think I'll, I'll go with you. I'm going to put Yuki on that one. Yeah, I got more just faith because, than K-Mag. Right, and you know the bad thing about Yuki? Like, we were talking about who we would see, you know, potentially moving up if there was a seat that opened up in Red Bull. And I think, without a doubt, everybody is like, oh, it'd be Nick DeVries, not Yuki. Yeah. Even though Yuki's been there for a while, he should Two be years. the one. I just don't see it in Yuki. He's yeah. just like, to me, he's a a midfield, like, maybe a midfield or back of the pack driver. Like he's yeah. not anybody I see in a top tier team ever.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that they've been keeping him around so much. I don't, I mean, from the pool of people that Red Bull has to pull from, um,
0: I, yeah, I don't get it. I think a lot of it had to do with his Japanese heritage and yeah. the Honda ties. And, you know, now that, you know, Honda's not going to be around. I wonder if they're, once they switch over to, Red Bull powertrain slash Ford if they will be more inclined to be like, all right, Yuki, you can There's go. no
1: way Yuki makes it around to 2026.
0: No, but kind of off topic. I was just reading a, an article before we started this that Honda put out a statement saying that multiple teams had approached them for a potential partnership with their engines uh, yeah. moving forward in 2026. So there might be a home for him somewhere.
1: I don't know. I don't see Yuki sticking around that long. I'd be amazed if he makes it past this season, especially if he right there next to Logan Ooh, and
0: well, Albon. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that on the next category. The, the, who's who's at risk of losing their seat? All right. So your bottom three was uh, Albon, Logan, and then Yuki. Yep. My bottom three for the drivers was Logan, then Albon, and then Yuki. So That's we're very, we're a little bit switched you. there. I look. I told you it pains me. It hurts me. I want to see him in number one. I just have to be realistic.
1: All right. Bottom three constructors. Any.
0: All right, what's the change? All right, so bottom three constructors, you're switching up on me. I wasn't ready for that one. All right, so bottom three constructors, obviously Williams. We already said the drivers had to be there, so (laughs) we got to put Williams there. And this is another one where again I was going back and forth. I I I feel like I'm so iffy on some of these, but Williams, Haas, and then I I don't know if we're gonna have Alpha Towery down there again i would be inclined to say that they're probably not i would hope that they're going to make some sort of of positive change you know for this year um so is it going to be a surprise down there would it be somebody like say maybe alfa romeo completely misses the mark and they're back down in the bottom three
1: You gotta put it down though. Put it. I'm, you know, I'm sticking, with sticking with
0: Alpha Tower. Sticking with Alpha Tauri. You're going
1: Williams, Alpha Tauri, and
0: Williams Haas, Alpha Tauri. Oh, so Williams that means Haas. that Alfa Tauri did make a step up. You know they were ninth this year, I believe. So they'll be eighth next year. So positive momentum.
1: Yeah, it went Williams, Alfa Tauri, Haas. <laughs> oh,
0: and that that one, that's what it was last year, right? It wasn't yep. Haas. Yeah, right there.
1: So and let me. So reasoning Williams. Obviously, we don't need to talk that one through. I went back and forth just like you did between AlphaTauri and Haas. I think Haas is a driver pairing that's more likely to score bigger points. K-Mag is True. more likely okay. to throw it down the inside. I don't... Nico Hulkenberg is fun to watch. He's never been on a podium, and he's got a ton of experience. But the driver pairing, if all things are equal, which they're not, but DeVries and Yuki versus Hulkenberg and Magnussen, I'm putting more weight to Hulken-Magnussen. Okay. Um, so that was like that was what tipped it over to me. We'll see what the cars come out and doing. Uh, like you said, AlphaTauri might take a step forward in the car. Hopefully, they do. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and they're paired up with Red Bull. But Haas has been making some moves. They've got the most tunnel time uh, last two years ago. They got a lot last year. Like they're making big changes to that car. Um, they could take a big step forward as well. I mean, big steps relative. They're still going to be the bottom three. True. like I could see either one of them making a step forward in the car. So I'm going off driver pairing.
0: All right. Well, here's the surprise category. I want to see what your take is on this. All right. So first, we'll start with Haas. Do you see K-Mag or Hulkenberg? Who's going to outscore the other at the end of the year?
1: Uh, Man, uh, that's just so hard. Like uh, My initial, what I want to say is K-Mag. Right. Um, I want to say K Mag. We've talked about it too before, how how much of a of a pit bull he is, how he is the Viking, how um and that's good and it's bad. He's, you know, more likely to really try and fight and throw the car down the inside and score big points, but he's also more likely to end up in the wall. True. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of one of those does Nico slow and steady win the race, or does K Mag pull out a couple of big points? Um you know and, and when you're fighting for 10th and 11th or 9th and 10th place for one and two points and one person gets up to seventh in a race and gets you know four points you know that's a big difference it's four races worth of points and so yep. I, i'm gonna go with Mag because i can see him getting into like fifth or no, not fifth uh maybe like a seventh place once or twice and i don't know if nico will make it up that
0: high so you think K Mag's aggression Will kind of an ability to assume some more risk is going to outweigh Hulkenberg, you know, slow steady. Yeah, I could see that. And and like I said before, Hulkenberg is one of those guys where he's you never really see any fireworks no. from him. He was just consistent, reliable. I don't know if he'll be that same way this year. I would like to see, and I I really do think he's going to be a lot more aggressive now that he's got his return. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, that's a tough one for me. I don't know. I would say that. I'd probably put K. Mag above above Hulkenberg as well. We that. also
1: see Hulkenberg, you know, for the past what four years, he's raced once or twice a year. Like, I'm sure you're not going to be overly risky as you're a substitute. You don't want to wreck the car, cost the team money, like all that stuff. And so now that he's got an actual seat, he might stick, you know, step it up. But I wasn't really into Formula One last time Nico Hulkenberg was racing full time, so it's hard right. for me to really get a good judge on how he's going to be as a driver.
0: Well, it'll be one to mark down and see how we do on that one. All right, so that's the bottom three. Um, what's going, let's go to the top three. So top three drivers for you. I'm sure it's probably going to be similar to the, the most popular podium, but what do you have there? Yeah, Max Lewis and Leclerc. Max Lewis and Leclerc. I got the... Um, Sorry, I just spaced it <laughs> for a second. Because I was thinking, I was like, wait a second. I thought you said Max Lewis and Russell. I said Max Lewis Russell. Yeah. So mine are going to be Max Lewis and Russell at the end of the year. Yeah. And I just, I, I think Leclerc is going to be close, but I don't think he's going to have the, I don't think he's going to have what it takes to get there. I think, so honestly what I think, I think Ferrari is coming out with a nice car, with a fast car this year. Yeah. I think they're going to get it together. But I think Mercedes from everything I'm seeing from Mercedes, everything, like, you could just feel, like, yeah. the energy. The, it's just been boiling and the emotion with that team. And I think that they're going to come out and make way more gains in the offseason than Ferrari did. Yep. So I see that, you know, they're going to be fighting Red Bull, like, right there. Fighting fighting for the first and second play, or Fighting for first place with Max. Lewis, of course, is going to be fighting with uh, Max for first. I just... Over the course of the season, I don't see Lewis beating out Max as much as Max beating out Lewis, just because like Max is on it right now, man, yeah. and Red Bull has such a fast car. I don't think they're going to go back any at all, but I don't think Mercedes is going to be able to match them on the car. I think their car is going to be a little bit slower than the Red Bull, so Lewis is going to be there and be fighting, but I don't think he will consistently beat Max. I think it's going to be the other way around.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think maybe by the end of the year, the Mercedes might be matching that Red Bull, but there's no way out of the gate it's True. going to match that Red Bull.
0: Yep. All right. So then on to the constructors. So I'm guessing that your constructors is Red Bull Mercedes. Negative. Negative.
1: Oh, okay. What do we I'd got here? Like Mercedes is going to win the constructors' championship.
0: Okay. 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 Then Red
1: Bull, then Ferrari.
0: Okay. And I will tell you that. Red
1: Bull's number two driver isn't. Going to be there, like you know. We keep talking whether Russell or, or Leclerc is going to take third or fourth, but either way, that puts Sergio and Signs battling out for fifth and sixth. Yep. And if that is the consistency, Mercedes will win the constructors championship.
0: Dude, I one hundred percent agree with you. And you know they've got it's all it's the way it's been for the past few years. Like Verstappen's going to be there, number one, but he needs yeah. that reliable point scoring, like number two place, second place driver in that second seat and Sergio is just not the answer no so he's I don't not. I don't see it like there I I'm the same way Red Bull is going to win the drivers championship but Mercedes is going to win the constructors because they have two drivers that are always going to be there on that podium yep. or very close to that podium and Red Bull's got the one driver and then the other guy who's you know flailing in the wind fighting with Carlos Sainz
1: yeah absolutely and I mean you said it in a, a podcast a little while back and I thought that like summed it up perfectly. The, the most entertaining thing to watch about Sergio Perez is how far he can take a set of tires. Like, it's yeah. always interesting. Like, he's always on his own strategy because he can manage the tires, but in doing so, he's just going to be back in fifth and sixth. Like, yep. I, I just don't, yeah. Mercedes will win the Constructor Championship.
0: All right. All right. So, on to this one. This one is the one I've been waiting for. Who do you see? is going to be at the most risk of losing their seat at the end of this season?
1: Lewis Hamill. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sergio.
0: Sergio Perez. And I'll go ahead and say I'm on the same boat with that one. What are your reasons for that?
1: Well, I mean, we've kind of hit on all the reasons a ton, and I'll go back into it. I'm going to rebuttal the question to you. If not Sergio, who? If not Sergio, then who? Is anybody else... Crazy at risk at losing their seat throughout the season. Ooh. <clears throat> Sergio's the easy answer. We talk about it all the time. Danny Rick's right behind him. Like he's he's not going to be consistently on the podium, which Red Bull's going to yank him, and maybe Danny gets a try. I don't know. That's the easy button. If not Sergio,
0: who then? I would honestly think it's gonna be either. Joe Guan Yu, if he doesn't perform, or Yuki Sonoda, but I would say Yuki's probably at the higher risk. Yeah, I agree. So I, and either way, it's somebody from the Red Bull family, right? Either Sergio Perez or Yuki. All right, and I'll say the same. So mine, my driver at risk of losing a seat is also Perez. And the way I think about this is like, I look at Red Bull as going through two bad relationships, right? So they had... um, Pierre Gasly, and they had Alex Albon. Both were short-term relationships, didn't work out. So they were just looking for something a little stable. So they were on the rebound, and Sergio Perez was that rebound. He was the nice, like, he had a, a good job. He had a stable job. He didn't do anything crazy. didn't party too hard. Yep. But he also is not the guy that they need. Like, he's, no. he was there when he, they needed some points reliably, and he's good for that. But he's not good for that number two, and we saw that. So I think that uh, Red Bull... Now that they have, you know, Danny and Nick DeVries, you know, and that's the other question, right? Who are they going to go with if they do get rid of him? And we've kind of touched on this on another one before, but if they get rid of him, are they, are they pulling Danny in? Right. Are they going to pull DeVries? Are they going to do a wild card? Like what, what do you see them doing?
1: You know, honestly, like, As much as we all want the answer to be Danny, I think from a business standpoint, they'd be crazy not to pull DeVries up. DeVries is Formula E world champion, Formula 2. He's going to get some time in the car. I think he's a great kind of a risky but potential long-term play to put him in that Red Bull and let him start to learn it. You're not going to do any worse really than Sergio in that car because you're going such a fast car. Um, I think I'd go with DeVries unless he just absolutely shits the bed at Alfatari. Like unless right, and- he's just atrocious and it's like, all right, we'll throw Danny in. But like if he shows any kind of promise down there, I think Red Bull would be kind of dumb to go with Danny.
0: That's what I was thinking too. It's it's the way I see it is it's DeVries seat to lose, right? Yeah. So if he performs like he did in that Williams in that one race last year, if he does that every race, I think that you know they promote him over Yuki, who's been there for two, three years already but has done um, nothing. Right, except exactly. for crash the car multiple times. But if if Danny or if DeVries doesn't do good, then it's one of those things it's like Danny was there before and he was consistent, he was reliable, he was good. He won races, but that was also a completely different car. Yeah. And so now it's like do they take a risk on an older driver who's had a couple back-to-back underperforming seasons? Right. I don't think I don't see them bringing him in for anything more than a one year contract at a time to kind of prove himself. But do you do that or do you go with kind of the unproven rookie if he does well? I think, yeah, I I think from a business standpoint, you got to go with Nick and uh, who knows, maybe replace Nick with Danny, put Danny in the Alpha Tower. I don't know. That might be a blow, (laughs) you know, know, to his psyche going all the way back down to the junior team. But who knows?
1: I think if I'm Danny, I'm like, I'll go race rally or something and sail off into the <laughs> sunset. And, we're
0: going to that and that's party. what the more I look at it, it's like, I don't see a good home for Danny. And like, yeah. the more you kind of see the writing on the wall, like it sucks. I don't know if he's going to make it back unless he completely swallows his pride and goes to a back of the pack team. Yeah, that's his options at this point. Or, or they, we talked about before, maybe they finally let Andretti come in or one of the new teams and he gets a seat there. Yeah, which that'd would be, be exciting. Good. I'd love to see him there at Andretti. Yeah.
1: That'd be really all cool. Right. But you know, maybe we have Piastri. We have another Aussie on the you know board. Maybe we'll all just love him a little bit more than Danny.
0: I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was our seat at risk. Next one is the non-standard victory or podium. So who do you see that we normally would not see on a podium? Who do you think that's going to be this year? So I've got
1: my non-standard victory and I've, I threw in a non-standard podium. I know I said, oh, and or at the beginning, but then I thought about it. And
0: so non-standard
1: victory. And Norris is going to get his win this year. McLaren comes to the table, ready to play. All of the top three are going to take themselves out at some race. Ferrari's going to be on fire. Lewis and Max will take each other out. <laughs> Norris gets his victory, right? I think that's a pretty, I think we're all hoping for that. That's a little bit of a hope. Yep. I'm, I'm putting it out in the atmosphere. Good. Um, Go ahead and do yours. My, my podium, I think, is going to be worth talking about.
0: See, I, I didn't have a non-standard victory. But I will, I'll piggyback on you, and I hope that it's Norris. I'm a, yeah. a huge Norris fan, and I think that it's overdue. And I've said it yeah. before. I think he's one of the most talented drivers on the grid right now. He just hasn't had a car. So I'm really hoping McLaren pulls it out and gives him a car, and I hope to see him on the podium and definitely get a victory. So yeah. I'll stick with you on that one.
1: My non-standard podium is Fernando Alonso.
0: How exciting would that be? Dude. That would be awesome. I
1: mean, Sebastian Vettel almost did it last year. He was so he, yes. close. He almost got it in that Aston Martin. And as we talked about last time, like I think Lawrence Stroll is doing some awesome stuff to Aston Martin. I think that they really do have an opportunity to be a five-year plan coming to fruition and, and be.
0: Oh no! Well, I <laughs> oh damn you, Elon Musk! I blame it on him. Um, so I think I think that would be super awesome to see. But I went a little bit different direction on this one. All right. And so my non-standard podium, I think that it's going to be Valtteri Bottas back on the podium. Ooh. And I'll go one step further, and I'm going to call the race he's is going to come in third. He's going to come in third place in Australia.
1: Who at Melbourne? He's,
0: he is kind of like the, the new, you know, newly minted born again as an Aussie. And I think that the home, the new home crowd is going to cheer him on. And he's going to come in third in Melbourne this year. That'd be pretty awesome. You're going to get, see that mullet fly up there on the podium. Just let it just cover it. Soak it in champagne, shake it (laughs) off. He's going to get a Foster's instead of the the champagne and just have a day or have a party.
1: That'd be awesome. That'd be one to have a party on.
0: But yeah, that's who I got for that one. (laughs) Now that we've been
1: completely derailed. Completely derailed. No, I don't think (laughs) I have anything else. (laughs) Can't believe that happened.
0: Oh, man. Uh, No,
1: I mean, those are... I think we got the standard ones across the board, right? Like, we've got... We called... Rookie of the year, most popular podium, constructor and drivers, top three, bottom three, who's going to at risk of losing their seat. Um, we're probably going to listen to some other podcasts and people are going to come out with other predictions. We're going to be like, why didn't we do that one? But
0: <laughs> we've got the standards at least. All right. Well, moving forward, we've got what? We're three days away. We've got testing coming up. Um, definitely not going to watch it live now that you said it's like 1 a.m. to 10 a.m.? Not going to watch that. And I'll just stick around for the highlights the next day. Yep. Um, But we've got Friday night, Drive to Survive coming out. I have to go out of town this weekend. So I'm probably going to watch all the episodes on Friday. I can't wait for that. I'm going to clear my, I'm completely clearing my schedule and doing nothing but Drive to Survive all day Friday. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be
1: hammered by one o'clock.
0: Yeah, we should just do like a live stream, just watching Drive to Survive all day long. We're just passed out by the third episode.
1: (laughs) Wives come home with the kids and just dead (laughs) on the couch.
0: Oh, man. So we got that testing, Drive to Survive, and then moving on to less than two weeks from the actual season start. So yeah, 10 days for that one. You know, we start the Bahrain Grand Prix weekend. And uh, mm. as,
1: as a true expert podcaster, I will be watching Testing Live whole time.
0: Well, I, I can't wait for you to yep. give me the, the TLDR <laughs> there. Oh, man. All right. Well, hopefully this podcast makes it to air, given our technical difficulties. If not, we'll just do it again. But on that note, if you like what you hear, make sure and give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you uh, give us a like, maybe a subscribe, and share this with a friend. Ah. Until then, stay classy, America. See you next time.